Yep, oh, I'm in now. Okay. All right, so you can start it off, brother. No. So, better. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, let's make this work. All right, so we are now back for another edition of Football Podcast. We have not talked about this in a little bit. We, I broke um, a few days ago. I did the NFL opt-outs. The final number was 69. So what we're going to do today is talk about what's going on in football now, post-opt-outs, and a little bit into training camp, a few signings, and a few much more. So what's up, guys? It's your boy, Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gillardi, and it's been a minute. You know, the last time we were on here, I was not happy about Jamal Adams. And this time, I'm not too happy with the C.J. Moses situation. Because me and Bobby were joking around about this before it happened. Bobby's like, what would you do if C.J. opts out? I'm like, I did, I did I'm do like, that. that's not going to happen. I'm like, no way. He didn't play last year. He's in it. I'm like, there's no way he's going to opt out. Then last Saturday, when I was down at the racetrack, and Bobby texts me, calls me, and he's like, CJ Moses just opted out. I'm like, nah, you're kidding, bro. He didn't do that. And then yeah, I, scared, and then I see my phone and he did it. And I'm just like, wow, you got to be kidding me. Like, we literally talked this into existence. I was joking about it, and it happens. It's, it's sad. And I understand. I'm not going to rip him for it, but it's just a bad situation because he hasn't played in two years, basically, and we signed this big contract. We get some cap relief for this year, but – uh, I think it's like 11 million cap relief we get, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, you guys get cap relief. And, and as we all discussed last um, couple weeks, about a week and a half ago, last time we did a show, here's what happens with this. If a player opts out, you get the salary that they were supposed to get this year. It goes back to your cap. So teams that have multiple opt-outs, including the Patriots, went, are going to have a lot of cap space. And this is going to work out for next year because next year's cap is not going to be high. It's not going to be 200 million like everyone projected. And because of the uh, pandemic, it's going to go to like 175. So I can tell you this right now, Jules, as of right now, you know who are the top five teams to have the most cap space in the NFL next year? Let's hear it. One is the Colts still have 91 million. Always Two, all that money Two is my team, the Patriots. We got 70 mil next year. Um, the Jets are fifth. You guys are going to have 62. Okay, I could get behind that. And that's even before we would entertain cutting power. Right. We still right. have 62. So, I mean, look, I'm pissed. It sucks. He's been the waste for two years. I'm sorry. It's just like all how I see it. I said the contract's been a bust, and people said it's not true yet. But the reason why I'm so distraught about this is that He's not going to be playing almost two years by the time we get him back. He's going to be 29. He still has that groin that seems to be a concern as well. So right. I'm not – I don't like the future of this. It doesn't look great for us. No, it doesn't. And the one thing about this that I find really uh, crazy, I understand why he did it. You know what? If a player opts out, I don't fault them for it, especially if they have a family, if they have somebody in their family with health concerns who are at higher risk of getting COVID-19, I understand. But here's the thing. The Jets signed him to a five-year, $85 million contract. And he played a total of what? Two games, three games with you guys? He played like a game and a half because he played three quarters in the game we were at. He was a shell of himself and he was done for the year. He like couldn't even move in that Patriots game. He was, no. it was bad. But um, yeah, he tried, I guess. I'll give him an A for effort for last year. It just didn't happen, unfortunately. 
and then this year he opts out. I mean, I get the COVID's bad and all that. It's just like, like I said, it's just the fact that he didn't play last year and got injured last year is what makes it so much worse. Like, if he played last year, I would, like, understand it a little bit more. I, I can't fault him for it because I know it's a tough thing with football. He said he was concerned about his family or whatever. But, like, it just puts us in a bad spot. Luckily, we brought back Avery. Oh, here's one thing we'd be happy about. We finally cut Brian Winters. Brian Winters got cut. <laughs> Yes, about time. Wait, wait. I was waiting all offseason for that. I don't know why they waited so long, but they get $7 million in cap space that they could use. But here's the thing about Logan Ryan. I don't know if you caught this. I don't think yeah. he's going to be a Jet because Samini said the Jets don't view him as that important. They'll give him like a small contract if they were to sign him. So I don't think he's going to end up getting him. They have questions of like his speed on the outside, I think. I think they want him to play on the outside a little bit. I don't know, maybe he's not that good at that. I don't know. Well, here's well, here's it's funny you mention that because Logan Ryan's agent sent out a memo to every team in the NFL. Oh God! Saying that Logan Ryan is not a corner anymore; he has converted to a safety. Oh, he's not a corner; he's a safety now. Oh, so we don't even need him. We have three nope. safeties. Nope. So he's a safety now, and he put, and what the agent did is he sent a memo to the thirty-two teams with his numbers as a safety. He had pretty good numbers as a safety, but. Here's the thing. I think he could beat – you could put him anywhere as a free safety. I think you could put – use him in the slot. On the outside, you know what? He does get beat. He's very – he's he's good with the ball, but uh, he's – let me explain something to you. I don't – he's not what he used to be. He got into the league in 2013. This is going to be his seventh or eighth year. And you know what? I think you guys can find somebody better. I really do. I think Logan Ryan now, especially with the position change, it's just, you know, it's something to monitor. But, yeah, the Jets have bigger fish. You guys have are fine with safety, especially getting Bradley McDougald. Uh, the question is the cornerback situation. That's where you really got to go. Obviously, he does not want to play corner. He wants to be a safety. I don't know who's going to sign him. Uh, I will say this. If he doesn't get signed soon – during the season, somebody's going to get hurt at safety. He'll be the first one to get signed. I feel like he has to get signed before the season starts still because, like, I think people knew he had some safety ability anyway. I'm sure – I think he's just asking for too much, but I'm sure they can't be asking for $10 million anymore since he switched to a safety position, right? I mean, he's I, he's not going to rule. I think that brought his demands down. I think the market's more heavy for corners than safeties. Mm. So this might work in your favor. But you, like I said, you like even you said, you guys don't need it. Safety. No, we need, we're not going to get Logan Ryan. I moved on from that once I saw the tweet from Samini. That kind of made me think of that. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't be, don't, don't be surprised. I still think the Giants make a lot of sense for him. They could plug him in at, on the defense, put him. At, if they want yeah. to use that free at free safety and they have Jabril Peppers at strong safety, that's fine because Antoine Buffet is not with the Giants anymore. So I think going to the Giants, in my opinion, for Logan Ryan makes a lot of sense. Dolphins have a million safeties. They don't need them, right? Uh, Dolphin, no, nah, nah, Dolphins don't need them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a sort of a Patriot move to bring somebody back. I mean, I would welcome them back. We don't need them, obviously. So... Um, yeah, don't be surprised. I just think the Giants make a lot of sense. Yeah, me too. I could see that happening. And then in terms of us, we, we are lying set now. Lewis and knocked out, which I'm happy about. We also lose Josh Jackson, which is a minor blow. It's really nothing to bat an eye at. But here's uh -huh. the thing with this. Like, did you see he's going on a mission trip to Africa too? Josh Doxson? Yeah, so I don't – that's kind of weird to me. Like, 
Well, not even just because of that, but like he has concerns about COVID. Now he's going to go to Africa. Like, doesn't make any sense. Makes like, no sense. And you know I mean, what? It doesn't matter. Loose. Though. Just cut him loose. He's yeah. a waste. He, was, I, yeah. I don't know why he was drafted in the where when he was. Uh, I'm not. Ability. I'm just not high on Josh Doxson. He just hasn't proven anything. Yeah, he never did it. He never did it for me either. I was excited to see if we can maybe get a few deep balls to him or something. But we're gonna have Vance Smith as our four, Barrios to be the five. Who would who do you think is in the lead for that spot? You think Barrios is the four? Or do you think um, Vance Smith will be the four for us? Um, you know what? Here's the thing. Barrios is that scrappy. Um, what you call it? He's that scrappy corner uh, excuse me sorry scrappy wide receiver in the slot you could use him anywhere he was on the Patriots with us you know we thought he could be something of like a Wes Welker type player but no um I will say this I think you guys should go with that guy Vance Smith I think he's very good last year at the end of the year he really turned on and got a really uh comfortability with Sam Darnold so it makes a lot of sense I want him to be the four as well. I think there's a lot of opportunity for him. You can see him stretch the field, especially without Robbie this year. Although Perryman, which we have actually realized is faster than Robbie, which we both are surprised by. Yeah. And then um, the Mims could run a little bit too. I'm excited to see all that stuff. I mean, the people are down the Jets receivers, but I don't think um, I don't think we're going to be as bad as they think. But they, we're right now on paper, we're not like highly touted. But where would you rank our receiving core amongst the league? I'm curious. I want some outside perspective on this. You want some outside Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Your receiver. You'll be brutally honest with me. I don't care. Go ahead. Your receiver. I mean, listen, I'm going to be brutally honest. Here we go. I think that Mims is, is young. I think he's up and coming. Uh, I think that Jamison Crowder is one of the best slot corners. And uh, why do I keep saying that? One of the best slot receivers in the game. I think other than that, it's a bit weak. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I think it's – I think you're 28th. I'm being honest. Okay. I th- you guys – here's the thing. You guys need that big play guy. Remember when you guys had Marshall, Brandon Marshall, and you had uh, Eric Decker? Uh, that, that's when your receiving core was really, really successful. And with Sam Darnold, I think, you know what, adding Mims is huge. I think you guys need to add a receiver. I could see you guys in the trade deadline going and – trying to make a move to add somebody, but your receiving core is at the bottom half. And, I, and I, I'm going to say this. You know how pissed off I was when you drafted Mims. Darnold and Mims. Darnold to Mims is going to be a household name within the next year or two. And I'm going to tell you this. 14 plus 11 equals six. Yeah. That's you get what, it, right? Yeah. You get what I mean by that? Yeah, it's Mavis to Darnold equals touchdowns. I'm all I think it's going to be fun. I Okay, you know what? I'll be fair. We're probably bottom five if you look at wide receivers. Like, if you don't put in the tight ends and running back group, it's not an inspiring group. But, I think uh, your, running back, your running back groups are one of the top. I'm going to be honest, tops in the league. I really do. We have Bell, Gore, and now we have P. Ryan. So, that's a nice group right there. And P. Ryan's better than his brother or his cousin, whatever they are. Um, exactly. So that'll be good to see. And then Hernson is going to need to come up huge this year. We really need a healthy Chris Hernson. He can be a and, top five. And uh, Gryffindor. Yeah, Gryffindor has banged up a little bit. So we got to see what's going on with have him. Have you been monitoring Jets camp at all? I know with baseball, it's been a little tough. Have you heard anything? 
I like I gotta watch one Jets drive still. I didn't get the chance to, unfortunately. I gotta oh. try to watch it tonight. I think I'm gonna finally do it because oh. the episodes are every Tuesday, so I gotta be caught up for next week. So I'm gonna get some time and watch that. I just know that um it's been tough to see stuff this year everything going on. I know Darnold and Mims and Hearns have been connecting nice. I know <laughs> I know Le'Veon Bell's been boxing. He's in phenomenal shape. He's saying two. He said two thousand yards. Body fat. He said two thousand yards was the floor the other day, which gets me really excited. So he, you told me. Tell everyone what you told me in the text. Oh, oh, I'm being honest. I think here's my hot take. Le'Veon Bell's going to lead the league in rushing with the new offensive line that will protect him, will protect and make holes for him without him having to make every play by himself like he did last year. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell back to his normal self. His patient run style where he gets the ball and he's patient, now with this offensive line, it's going to be perfect. The, the, here's the key for success for the New York Jets. Run the football and play action because when you do play action, then you're really going to have – because now you got to worry, is Le'Veon going to get it out of the backfield, go over the middle of the field, Herndon yeah. right there, make plays, Mims. Jamison, I think Jamison Crowder is going to be a monster again this year. I really do. Him and, for him. him and Sam have a really good report. And I will say this to, to people. Sam Darnold's putting in a lot of work. He, he, I think he's tired of hearing everybody diss him. He, you see, he's on the beach. He's throwing the ball. He's going all over. He's working. I give him so much credit. But – I will tell you this, you know, after you're, we're done with the Jets, I'll go into the Patriots because we got a lot to talk about with my team, especially today. Made a few signings, so we'll talk about that. Right. Uh, but real quick, I want to say, tomorrow, everybody, 10 o'clock, HBO, Hard Knocks. The, it's now it's the two L.A. teams. It's the L.A. Chargers and the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams are back on Hard Knocks. So it's a double team Hard Knocks this year. I'm really excited for it. It's going to be, you know, I think the first few episodes are going to be a little uh, bland because obviously because of COVID, but it's going to be fun to watch. It really is. So, yeah. Do you, that's another thing I was going to say. I'm almost surprised this was doing it with COVID because that's like a lot, take, going to take a lot of people to like film that. I'm almost surprised they didn't cancel it. I'm happy they didn't, but like I definitely thought about that when I saw the advertisement for it. And I'm hoping they could do it without any problems. So that'll be fun to watch. I know I don't know if I'm going to catch every episode, but I can now. I know you'll have those, so I can lean on you for those. And oh, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I don't know if I I can. We'll see. Hopefully, but um, I'm excited for all that. We also might have a bonus for everyone right here. Last year we got to talk to Le'Veon for our new fan base that doesn't know. Me and Bobby got him to sign some stuff. We asked him a question, and we might post that clip in part as part of this video. So. Guys might want to look out for that. In the podcast form, you're going to have to check YouTube and see, go through the old stuff to find it. Maybe I'll post it again so everyone can see it. I got to dig it up later. Right. So, you know, like I said, yeah, last year, Julian and I went to Patriots camp and we went to Jets camp twice. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of great content, as you guys saw. If you haven't, che- haven't saw, go check out Grunt, our Twitter on Grunt Talks. When we asked a question to Greg Williams, the yes. Jets, coordinator that was great and Julie I asked the question to Greg Williams Julian got the one for Le'Veon Bell and Le'Veon Bell answered three questions for Julian while he was signing but I'm going to tell you this guys I don't hate Le'Veon Bell I love Le'Veon I've always been a Le'Veon guy I think he's one of the best in football I think that the Paul year Famer. The, exactly the year he was out it was boring without him it really I was hated it too. and he just brings a different dynamic to the game and 
you know what? He's the guy, you know, everyone bashed him and all that. Listen, through everything with the Jets, he stuck with them. He said it at the end of the year. It's a process. It's going to take time. That's a guy you want to go around. In Pittsburgh, I say this all the time, everybody in Pittsburgh thought he was the problem. It was Antonio Brown the entire time. Right. And how about the clown that thought Powell was better than Bell because he had more yards for carry? That's, that's just yeah. asinine, and that guy doesn't know a goddamn thing about football. Le'Veon he Bell. plays football, too. I don't know how he's able to play without knowing anything. Le'Veon Bell is one of dissing him like that with Bilal Powell, who all he is is a, a, a pass-catching back. Come on, stop it. Yeah, and he said that Bell was a product of the Steelers offensive line. That's, he wasn't that, actually good. Forgive me. Forgive me. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> I know it was the it was the most absurd thing I've seen this year, and I've seen a lot of crazy things this year. But we'll move on to better stuff. Go towards your Patriots. All right, so uh, Patriots fans. Um, so in the past couple of days, we've had a uh, a few excitements. I will say the big news today is that literally like forty five minutes ago, my phone went off, and the Patriots signed running back Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, last year, running back for the Texans, he was out with a torn ACL. He's coming off an ACL tear. But due to the Patriots losing Brandon Bolden to opting out and Sony Michelle is on the PUP list once again, he's been in the NFL for three years, and every year he starts out on the PUP. Very, very injury prone. But Lamar Miller brings a veteran presence to the running back room. I think that if healthy, he could be he's, – he's the fastest running back we have. I'll tell you that. He ran a 4-4-40. He brings a different dynamic. He, Julian, you know him too. He can, pet, he can catch the football. I have his stats up here too. So uh, Lamar Miller has played 105 career games. He, have, um, he has 1,354 rushing yards. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. He has 1,354 rushes, over 5,800 yards, almost at 5,900 yards. Uh 4.3 yards per carry and 32 touch, rushing touchdowns. It's pretty good. And the one thing, too, he came from Miami. Julian loves the U. He was a product of uh, the Miami Hurricane. He went to the Miami Dolphins. He was with Miami for four years. Um, played extremely well there. The one thing with Lamar Miller, a lot of people don't know about him, is that he can catch the football. He gets a lot of receptions and targets. Yeah, he does. I mean – in his career, the most um, receptions he's ever had was 2015. He had 47 for 397. And he also had um, uh, three touchdowns the most in 2017. But he brings a different dynamic. If healthy, you know, he's 29 years old. If healthy, I think he can really help out Cam Newton at quarterback. And, you know, it's exciting. Also, the Patriots today signed tight end Jordan Leggett. Uh, Julian knows him well. Went to Clemson. He was the Jet. He Jets drafted him. Really didn't do much with you guys. No. Also went to Tampa Bay. Didn't do much. He had a cup of coffee in uh, Tampa Bay. I'm bringing that one back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's big in the Patriot world today. I also on my flight back home to New Jersey. For those of you who don't know, I'm back in the dirty Jersey. Hey. Um, the one thing that I did was I covered Julian Edelman's press conference, and he was asked a lot of questions about Tom Brady. Answered it quickly, said he loves him to death, but the train moves on. you got to move on. He's not really focused on that. And Julian Edelman is taking on that leadership role that Brady had. It's rubbing off on him. You see it. And I'm really excited for this season. Um, the Patriots also traded for a corner. Uh, Patriots have – Patriots cornerback – Patriots secondary is the best in football. 
I don't care what anybody says. If I sound like a homer, it's the truth. Julian could agree with me. Their secondary is the best in football. They traded for a corner, uh, Michael Jackson from the Lions. They traded a 2022 seventh round pick. And he's athletic, 6'1", ran a uh, sub 4-4 in the 40, athletic, good for their press man. And that's what basically – that's basically it in Patriot world, you know. All I can tell you guys is this, is that the first practice with pads for every NFL team is Monday, a week from today, August 17th. That's when the media is allowed in. And you can well, they're watch. actually going to let them in? The media is allowed in, yes, on the 17th. But they can't – none of us still, right? Like, we no. can't go anywhere, right? No. So if you want to watch what's going on at Jets camp – why your NFL, your uh, Jets insiders like for me, Patriots have a few of them. I'll be watching on my phone um, while I'm while I'm there and watching while well, while I'm back in Florida and every, during the day, seeing how camp's going, seeing how Cam's doing everything. And like anybody who really wants to know about how their team is doing training camp, watch NFL Network inside the inside training camp. They're giving a lot of great insight, seeing what's going on during these times. And, yeah, well, that's basically go on Twitter and look up your uh, team's insiders. They'll have videos for you. No, we might be able to even link some of those to the website. I think we should. To watch them as it's going on. I think we should. For sure. And we'll definitely run that by Darren. But that's some good stuff. We got to do see what everyone's up to. So anything noteworthy around the league that we should know about, like other teams besides Jets and Patriots? Any big news or, like, surprises lurking? What about, what about Clowney? He's still so quiet. Any news with him? Uh, I'll be honest with you, no. Wow. He's been very quiet on his end. The Jets are not interested, but I think – I've heard Joe, that. I think uh, Joe Douglas is not showing his hand, in my opinion. You never know what he could do. He's like – I'll tell you this. He's The way he does – he uh, runs the Jets as a GM is the way Belichick does. He's very sneaky. He, he'll act like this on a minute, and that's what scares me. Yeah, because all the moves we've done, I didn't hear about any of them being possible before they were done. It's like the Cashman effect almost. Like, you don't know what he does until he does it. Exactly. So, like, I like that. It's not like McCagden who was overpaying for people and, like, making, like, charades out of stuff. So, that's a big improvement. The only thing you got to watch for is Meta Week and stuff that's not true. That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He messed up the Logan Ryan deal that may have happened, but he completely made us watch that. So, like, of course. But it's okay. We don't really need Ryan. Everything that happened happened, and the Jets will be all right, I think. But. It's going to be fun to see. I'm excited. Five weeks. Sunday's five weeks from week one as long as everything goes according to plan. Of course, I'm trying to go to Indianapolis still to hopefully watch a game because I can't watch one in our state, unfortunately. So <laughs> I have to see what happens with that. You might be getting some football down in Florida at least. So well, yeah, I will for those Buccaneers fans down there, I'll tell you this. Boy, watching their camp because I've had time to watch them. They're, not, they're half an hour from my apartment in Florida. Um, I will tell you this, the hype with that team is real. Signing Shady McCoy, you should, everybody is excited. Gives a whole different dynamic. And let me tell you something, every player has said this. Tom Brady has changed the culture. It hasn't even played a game yet down there. Uh, I watched a clip the other day. He threw a ball to somebody, and they ran the wrong route. He flipped. Tom Brady flipped a li- had, threw a living fit. And I know these <laughs> – because – and he was yelling at him and all that. I will tell you this. All I'm going to tell you guys is this. Tom Brady to Mike Evans is a scary combination. Yeah, really I don't like that too much either. But it's okay because I don't have to face them. But I'm saying 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But the Bucks are definitely – they have some juice. They have some swag. They've been missing that swag for a while. Like, the Bucks are relevant again. Whether or not they'll translate to winning football games, we'll find out soon. But you have a relevant team for the first time in a long time. Their secondary is – I looked up their, their depth chart today. That secondary is trash. Yeah, because the run defense is great. It was one of the best along with their ours. But, they, but their defense, their pass is a horrible. How about their line? What about their offensive line? What do you it's think? It's pretty good. It's very, very good. Very – Underrated. That guy, Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, athletic. About to ask about him. Good call. He's really, really good. Um, I'm going to tell you this: their offensive line is underrated. I think Brady's going to okay. have time. Uh, but you know him; he gets the ball out quicker than anybody. So right. Um, and who knows it better than me? Also, it's Rojo season, right? Yes. Yes. Ooh, yes. Rojo. Uh, Bruce Arians did announce that Ronald Jones is the starter. Get a majority of the carries. And listen, LaShawn McCoy last year when he was on the Chiefs, he came he came in only at times. He didn't play a lot of time. LaShawn, didn't they draft someone too? They, they drafted – oh, the Buccaneers? Yeah. They drafted that guy of Kajan Vaughn or something like that. Yeah, yeah there we um, go. The, Rojo is the one thing is I'm telling you, Bruce Arians likes what he sees early on. Come so on. So. All I can tell you is this, for especially you, Jules, you have them. Don't <laughs> have to panic. Don't panic because Rojo will start week. Yeah, I'm going to be using him. I mean, it's time. I gave a lot to get him. If it's now or never for him, he's going to get a chance. It looks like he has a bunch of – and also the threat of the pass should really help him tremendously because the Bucks yes. have all these great wide receivers. You can't blow up the box. They're not going to be worrying about Rojo. They're going to be worrying that's, about Cowan. That's another – That's another – yeah. Like OJ, they're going to be worrying about – Evans, but speaking of that, there's two things we got to talk about Florida trades. First of all, what's up with Cameron Bray and OJ Howard? How are the, how do the Bucks still have three tight ends right now? Well, they really like what they have in those three tight ends. They keep all three of them, you think? They might. I think they're going to trade one of them at the end. Have of the to, game. right? Yeah, and and don't be surprised if it's OJ Howard. I I'll tell you this: Tom Brady loves Cameron Bray, really does. I can see that. And Rob Gronkowski in camp. After a year off, looking? looks fresh. Yeah. Like really, it pisses me off. It really <laughs> does. That's my tight end and my quarterback <laughs> on in in my in my, <laughs> for not my favorite team. So uh, I'll tell you this: Gronk looks fresh, fat, looking quick, catches everything. You know how he is. Here's mm-hmm. the thing: I don't think they're gonna. In my opinion, I don't think they're gonna use Gronk. On every play, I think no, they're going to win. Them. On every play, and when they're inside the twenty-yard line, that's where he's going to feast. I think that's Bray why. too. I think him and Bray are going to be big red zone threats. If you say yes. Bray's a red zone machine, that's what he is. Bray's a oh, touchdown vulture. Yeah. Like, always has I been. See Brady liking for that. He's always dependable down that area. Godwin and Evans will get all the yards, and then once they get down low, look for also Godwin. another low key guy to watch out for on the Buccaneers, Scotty Miller, that one of the. Third receivers. He he's the Brady. Reminds me of Chris Hogan. Oh wow, that's an interesting take. I didn't even know who that guy was, so I just learned something new right there. So I'll be watching out for Scotty Miller now. But speaking of Florida teams and trades, again, Gakwe, any news on him? Because he still hasn't signed his tender, right? No, he hasn't. And it's <laughs> I just saw a tweet before, and there's nothing. The owner Shad uh, Khan <laughs> is really playing hee-haw with him, and it's not going well. Um, 
I don't. I think that somebody's going to overpay for him. I really do. Oh, I, they'll get what they want. Like someone will just when push comes to shove, they'll get a good deal for him. Oh yeah. I I think they should. I I feel bad for Yannick. He's a great player. Oh. He shouldn't have to deal with this. this and bad. listen, that team went. That defense went from being one of the best I've ever seen to being. It's it's so that team is so horribly ran that he need Yannick is going to be successful no matter where he goes. I will say this. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I think that Yannick makes a lot of sense for you guys and the Giants. I really do. Yeah, Giants, I can see, too. They need an edge, and he's from our area, so I think it's going to be something to monitor. But, yeah, like, he's not reporting to camp. Does Jacksonville not understand it at this point? Like, I don't understand what the issue is. Like, they know he's not going, right? It's funny. Also, another thing real quick, <laughs> your boy Vic Beasley didn't show up 10 days to for the start of camp with the Titans. They find him 100 Five hundred grand. I, it's funny how he throws away at five hundred grand like that. Wait. But, so what's up with that? Is he coming? Like, what's the status? He's back. He reported. But what? What? What took him so long? Nobody. Nobody knows. That's I don't so, even think oh, they know. I think he just did. <laughs> I think he was mulling, not playing because of oh, COVID. Okay. And just went and played, but he was fine. Um, in in terms of Vic Beasley, I expect him to have a huge year, in my opinion. I think it's a one-year prove-it deal, and next and when he's a free agent after this year, he'll get hella paid. Oh, well, there is something with Ngakwe, and there is a reason I brought him up, I just remembered. He dropped his agency today. He dropped his agency? And don't don't be surprised if uh, somebody like Drew Rosenhaus picks him up. Yeah, I can see it. Maybe Rosenhaus could help exercise the process to get Rosenhaus is the, is the Boris of football. Right. Yeah, I know Rosenhaus. I've known him for a while. I know he used to be T.O.'s guy, too. Um, no, used to be ABs. He's Gronk's agent. He owe everybody. Do you think he could help Ngakwe expedite the situation in Jacksonville and make it yeah. get out quicker? Yeah, yeah. Look at what he did with it. Look at what he did with AB getting him out of Oakland. Like, That's come on. He, well, that was like a whole charade. But Ngakwe, we'll see. Yeah, I have a feeling. Him. I have a feeling you're right, though. There's, there's a reason he dropped the agency. He's trying to get out of there. Like he's trying to get some help to get out. Because the ownership clearly just doesn't want to move yet. And I don't know how what they're waiting for. The dude's not going to sign his tender. He's not reporting to camp. He'll get fine rather than play for him, I'm pretty sure. So they need to get him going. Well, the new CBA makes it impossible for players oh, to opt out. Right. Um, to hold out, sorry. But listen, with this situation, once he gets a new agent, and I think it's going to be Rosenhaus, that will go like this. You'll You'll hear about that quick. And when that story breaks – we're going to have a huge show for that. Yeah, he's the last big domino, really, in the trade and, market. Uh, and in terms of Clowney, I, I, I don't know what his, him and his agent are doing. but um, Yeah, because all the opt-outs are done now, and there was no big DN that opted out, really. A lot of teams have a lot of more money now, so it works out. Right. So maybe – yeah, and that also helps the case for Yannick, too, because maybe more teams can afford to trade for him. Exactly. No so question. Absolutely. To see. So what else do you got around the league? Anything else? So far – you know what? Nothing. It that's basically it. Um, I could tell you guys in terms of the Miami Dolphins, Tua passed his physical. He's going to be playing, and he's projected to be the Week One starter. Um, I will tell you this: with the Patriots, Bill Belichick had his first press conference, talked to the media for the first time since the since January. Oh wow! And it's an open competition, and we all know who's the starter. We all know who's is the starter. It's Cam Newton. Um, and I'm just going to tell you this. Cam Newton brings a different dynamic. He, Bill Belichick also said he's not changing the offense for Cam. So Cam is going to run, 
That same offense that Tom Brady ran for 20 years. That's interesting. I thought they would try to tailor a little. Well, they're gonna. Well, they're gonna make plays for Cam, of course, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna like switch the whole scheme and everything. I mean, right. they don't have the right personnel probably, but yeah, I'm sure he'll have his runs here and there. He's not gonna run as much as he used to anyway. No, 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 no. Issues, I don't so he's not gonna that, be but... able to do that. But it's gonna be interesting to see. It is. It's gonna. I'm, I'm excited, man. And on, uh, literally, on. It's today, September, uh, August 10th. On September 10th, that is opening night, Chiefs-Texans, where the Chiefs dropped their banner, and it's the start of football. I'm excited. I really am. So we have a month. I, I just hope everything goes according to plan. I can still play with or without fans in some places. We're going to have to see. I talked to you off the air about this before, but I'm curious if you have a new answer or like want to inform everyone of this. Also, we're going to talk about our sponsor at the end as well. But where do you um, – when do you think we're going to figure out which teams are having fans and which teams aren't? Like, is there a date that, that you think everyone needs to, like, have this information by? Like, do you think there's a time we'll know? I think that they're going to need to have it in by at least the end of August. Okay. Um, a lot of teams already – governors like New Jersey, New York – uh, Pennsylvania all said that they're not going to have fans. A lot of places said 25% capacity. Like in New England, they're going to have 25% capacity. In Florida, um, Ron DeSantis has not really announced it, but they expect it to be 25% capacity. Um, California, absolutely not. I don't think they're going to have fans. Um, Vegas, I haven't heard anything, but with that new stadium, if they don't have fans in there, they're in a hell of trouble. But yeah, not good in that uh, Death Star that they just built. <laughs> but um, I, I think you're going to hear about it relatively soon. It's just, you know, it's a matter of, I All think right. what, I think what governors are waiting on now is to see if more numbers are going down and then they'll make a final determination. But, uh, the but yeah, so a lot of the governors that already made a decision, you know, just are do, being cautious and seeing what they can do. But I, I expect it to be at the end of the, about in two weeks, I'd say. Okay, that makes sense. I think that makes that's a fair assessment because at that point it's going to be like almost late August, and they're going to have to know like if they can, if they can't, have to start selling tickets. The latest I think is Labor Day. Yeah, that would be like the absolute latest. I think. Do you think um what percent of stadiums do you think might have fans? Like how many teams do you think might end up doing it? I I know there's no way to actually know. I'm just curious what you think. Out of 32 teams, I'm going to say I'm going to go with half of them, maybe. I would say like 12, if I had to guess. Maybe yeah, that's about to, right. 12 to 15 seems fair to me. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair assessment. I agree. I think it's going to be half. I think half of them don't, half of them do. I think the NFL is not going to force anything. Like, oh, if you can't have fans in one stadium, you can't have them in That's any. the one thing I was going to ask because I'm, like, curious about that because, like, some teams will have, like, a slight home field, some have no fans. But do you think it's even a difference if it's only, like, that small of a capacity? Like, no. it's – do no. you think it'll even like make it different? I mean, having, having fans obviously is a different dynamic. However, with that being said, I don't think it's a huge dynamic. I think that you know what, with twenty five percent capacity, it's um, like I a warm up game almost. Yeah, it's it's yeah, and, and I don't was, think yeah, I don't think it would affect well, the road team that much if it well, was the way the games are going to look like. Is remember when we went to the XFL game, the Guardians? Oh, that's, that's actually a good way. Like. That's a good example, actually. That's actually – I didn't think of that. That's a good point. That's what it's, it's going to be like. 
except there'll be more spaced out even then we wouldn't be as close and as you can't were. sit in the first eight rows in the first okay. eight rows, you can't sit so do you think they're gonna have like all the decks like a few seats or just like one deck with seats I think they're gonna go, I think they're gonna space it out as best they can it's 25 percent capacity which basically so it's like 13,000 yeah. for a lot of stadiums Baltimore that, was like you think about it, that's a lot of people yeah, it is. I mean, it's a lot of people, but not like what we're used to. But oh. it's still a good, it's still a decent crowd with everything going on. I guess absolutely. Well, not, I guess it is, but like, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Well, I just can't wait to see what teams have it. I'm praying that Indy will have them because I want to make that trip. <laughs> that uh, that would be interesting going to Lucas Oil. Yeah, it looks like a cool place, and I've never been to a Jets road game, so I gotta get that off the bucket list, bucket right. hat, bucket list. I've been to Patriots road games all the time at MetLife. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's basically it on our football front. That's basically all the story. The big one was just uh, that I'm glad we did this today because uh, with the Lamar Miller signing, I wanted to do a Bobby's Bombs, uh, but I'm not going to do a Bobby's Bombs with this because we're doing a show. So yeah, make sure we get that part out. Like we're going to have the audio of this. We're going to do maybe some video. I might mix the bell thing. Like I was saying before. Right. Tomorrow or something, but we can get the audio up quickly. We can put right. that up like right away. Honestly, this is pretty clean. I don't need to edit this really. Yeah. So, so um, I think we have some big news for everybody. So, Jules, why don't you yes. take it away? I would like to talk. I would like to say we have Run Talks NLB has gained the sponsor, and I want to share everyone this information right now. Going forward, we'll have more information. But right now, it's a Thrive Fantasy app. That is our sponsor. It's Daily Fantasy Sports, and you can be you can win some awards if you start playing. You get twenty dollar credit if you use Grunt as our promo as our uh, as the promo code. Grunt is the promo code. You get twenty dollars credit right away for your first deposit as long as it's twenty bucks or more. Right. So you like you said, basically, except it's like twenty. Download the app, use the code GRUNT, and you'll get $20 deposit. I can get this on the video. It might be tough to see, but this is Thrive Fantasy right here. I'm pointing at it. If you look at Grunt Talks MLB, our bookmark tweet has that information as well. So everyone follow Twitter, Grunt Talks MLB. Follow Instagram and Twitter, Grunt Talks Team, because that's our branch, me and Bobby's branch, and all of our, and Darren and everyone. So we basically have two Twitters for Grunt. Instagram has one. My personal Twitter, Julian Guardi one. My personal Twitter, btomps81. Instagram, Julian Guardi 11. And my Instagram is bobbythompson81. Also like us on Facebook at Grunt Talks MLB. We're closing in a thousand. We've been doing a lot of great stuff. We're going to have football and baseball. We're expanding both divisions. We're going to be having more articles and stuff as well. A lot of the stuff is going to be colliding soon. We're going to have a mix of baseball and football. It's going to be a fun time. Sports is back. We're happy. So we're going to, we're excited. Yep, we're excited. Football season is right around the corner, and that makes me extremely happy. So you know what? We are ready to go. Football season, and that means fantasy football season. And pretty soon, we're going to have a show about fantasy footballs, who to pick, who not to pick. I can't wait for that. I have spoken. Yes. I was going to say we should do a show as well. I just thought I'm just a little leery because I don't want people in a league taking <laughs> taking our advice from us and scooping our picks. Uh, but right. I get could, it. I get we it. could do it, though, still, I guess. We'll see who's really listening. Hopefully no right. one swipes anyone from us. Exactly. <laughs> we'll do a show for sure, though. Like it's for the greater good. And we're not gonna. I won't. We won't stop it just because our league. <laughs> we'll, we'll still do it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We could do that like late August or something, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps get closer. My league, our league is drafting in September. I've decided I just need more clarity with the situation to make sure the season's going off on time. I'm going to try to wait as long as possible. But no one else can opt out at this point. Everyone's in, right? Yeah. There's no more opt-outs. The opt-out window is now passed. But, like, if someone doesn't want to play, they could sit out technically. They just won't get paid, right? Yeah, and I wanted to in theory. I don't think the player is going to do that. But no, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Because, like, they won't get the $150,000 stipend. Right, yeah, because they missed the deadline to, like, get the benefits for it. That makes perfect sense. But, you know, I guess, like, who the hell knows at this point? I doubt it, too. But I guess we got to wait and see. I guess I'm just more skeptical of the fact that everything is going to go off as plans. I really hope it does. Because, you know, I'm not one of those people, obviously. Right. But um, I'm rooting for it. Let's see. Yeah, let's see what happens, man. It's going to be exciting. But, you know, no one else could opt out. Um, and everybody who wants to play is playing now. And we're getting ready to go. All right. So I'm Julian Gillardi. I'm Bobby Thompson. And we'll see everyone soon. Good night. Have a good one.